Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Angela Missoni's reign as the head of the family-owned Missoni Fashion House. During those two decades, she has proven over and over again that there is always room for creativity, even within the confines of a house that has such an iconic DNA. In the case of Missoni, it's the brand's hallmark colorful knitwear in zigzaggy shades that have become the upbeat foundation for countless collections, each one a masterclass in color blending, knitwear innovation, and feel-good fashion. Speaking from first-hand experience, having attended pretty much every single show that Angela Missoni has done over the past two decades, I can attest to the fact that she has been incredibly agile and adept at adapting the signature style of the house to the ever-evolving fashion taste. But what I appreciate even more is how this matriarchal brand, founded by Angela's mother and father, Rosita and Octavio, has flourished in her hands, and how her own children have also joined the family company bringing with them the knowledge of a generation of digital natives that are helping bring the brand's message to a crop of new customers. Angela has also become something of an activist and has focused her energies on finding ways, including her own Missoni take on the pussy hat revolution, to empower women, something that in today's climate is resonating even more profoundly than ever. I spoke with Angela at the Missoni headquarters in Milan as she was in full swing preparing her commemorative 20th anniversary show. It was a time for reflection for the designer, where she took stock of everything she has accomplished so far, but also a moment for making plans and getting clear about what she wants to do next. So first question, uh, were you surprised? Did it kind of come at you like a surprise? All of a sudden, it's been 20 years? Yes. Actually, it's like uh, maybe one a, one and a half year ago. Mm-hmm. I started two years ago. I started realizing that I was getting closer to my twentieth. During those years, I never went and looked back in the archives uh, to find inspiration because mm-hmm. I knew the archives by heart, right? mm-hmm. my, my family, my parents' archives by heart. So I might have uh, asked something precise in a certain moment because it was a mood and I remember something. So talking with uh, my my team, which is a very small team, and uh, I said, oh my God, 20 years. And they started to say, okay, but so this means we need to go. We need to get a research on your 20 years from Mm-hmm. So what's about and uh, oh my god, what a, <laughs> annoying, right? Sometimes you see, you're like, do I really yeah. want to look back? <laughs> no, yes, because those are things you know by heart yeah. and you've done them. But did you have any surprises so, when you were looking back through your yeah, work? Yes, because I I let them go and look in my oh, archive. Okay, and uh, so I was like uh, to see the enthusiasm. But which uh, they had on looking at certain things, and uh, it gave me a real inspiration to work on those uh, themes or pieces or uh, 
So now I'm happy that uh, that my work and still enhance uh, enthusiasm in mm-hmm. other. So this collection then that we'll see in, sep- in September, the one that uh, is it going to be then like a greatest hits, or is it going to be reinterpreting the past, or was that just a, a, a you know walk down memory lane with your team? I think it's uh, as. As it's always been for me. When you were younger, did you want to go and do something else? Did you want to be a fire, you know, a fire engine? Did you ever want to be yeah. a cook? Or did you ever want to? <laughs> did you ever want to be a cook? Did you ever want to be yeah, a no. dentist? I don't I, know. Honestly, when I was a kid, I never thought about uh, working in fashion or working at the company. In fact, I was always present, always in terms of that uh, any kind of event or uh, either because my mom would take me with her because mm-hmm. I'm the younger, so not to leave me at home alone, mm-hmm. or because events would be in Milan or so I I witnessed every single show. I have a memory in fashion history which is much older than my age. <laughs> I, I've seen Palazzo Pitti, I've seen shows in Palazzo Pitti, right? Okay. I remember... So at least three generation of uh, fashion reporters. Mm-hmm. Did your kids do the same thing where they're coming in and started working to get some pocket money and now they're kind of also in the company as well? Was that is that the, is the idea to have it be always within the family? Maybe I, I know that the girls are very fashion uh, passionate for fashion. Mm-hmm. I know Margarita had this charisma. Mm-hmm. She had uh, her own uh, sense of style. Yes. And Teresa has a lot of passion for for, for she fashion. She studied on fashion. She yeah. studied fashion, but she she was designing really. She was uh, she was doing a t-shirt. Or she was doing stuff since very young. She does her own clothes. She mm-hmm. does her own dresses. So Margarita did work with me for uh, a few years. Yeah. Now I think uh, she, she has two kids, two years old and three years old. Mm-hmm. She's very busy. And she started their own uh, children's, children's line. line. Yeah, exactly. which is great. And I'm happy for her to have this experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's sure. one of the things that I always think about when I'm off working, that I'm showing my daughters that I'm you know, a working mother, that I think it's important that they see that I'm fulfilled as a, as a, as a person, as an individual. And I think yeah. that's an important example. How did you balance work, life, and... Uh, the life of the family. I, I'm, I, I'm very lucky, and I need really the big gift that I got uh, from my parents. Beside inherited a, an amazing business, a very interesting job, yeah. and and this passion that I had from inherit from my mom also for fashion. Mm-hmm. The other big gift was that they decided to build a. Factory, the Missonia compound, the mm-hmm. atelier, the, the factory, and at in a place they would have loved to live. Ah. So they were at the end of the sixties when everybody were building factories in Milano. Mm-hmm. They decided to build a factory in the middle of the country, up on a hill with a view of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a place someone else would have built a villa, and then they built a family house nearby. And the same happened for my children. Because, and Margarita, remember, she's saying, yes, I am going to come back. I want my children to grow the way I grew. Mm. Which means this is a good dimension. And I have to thank my parents for that because they show us uh, that you can have a life uh, uh, very grounded and natural, seeing season and with your garden and with your... And you can go all back home, even if late, but you do... It might stop by the grass, see the grandma, stop mm-hmm. by for lunch, mm-hmm. or uh, not only dinner, we do lunch mm-hmm. together sometimes, yeah. right? 
So family, so yeah. It was easy, and it's also easier maybe in the country. Mm-hmm. It was easy for me to have help. Mm-hmm. Being a yeah. mother, it's uh, of course it's a natural thing. You are a mother, and you will be a mother always your life. Can you talk to me a little bit about? Well, we've talked a little bit about already the how wonderful it is to work in a, a family business. What are the the greatest things about that, and the maybe the most challenging ah. aspects of that? So. It, it goes together. I don't know another reality. And uh, in fact, but I, I'm sure that maybe in certain, even though we are a family, so my brother and I were the second generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always ask myself, how is it possible that three human beings born from the same parents, close in age, because we had two year difference one from the other, And uh, how could it be possible that we are so different, right? Then I had my children, and I understand it is. That's what it is. <laughs> That's <right>? true. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was really um, touched and, and um, so not, maybe not surprised. I was really touched when I saw all of the uh, knitted pink caps at the fall winter collection. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite a statement for you and for the company. What was what made you decide to make that um, pledge? You know, I'm a very, if, even though I'm, I resonate, I know that I think, uh, I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, but I also am very instinctive on what I think it's right and I have to do, especially when it comes to human rights. Mm-hmm. And when it happened on the 21st of January, that you could see this, The, the, the women marches uh, in the States, but also mm-hmm. all over the world. Over the world. And, and I was so touched, and I was so impressed, and I wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many friends, so many people that I knew, so many people I admired that were in it. And I said, I want to be part of it. What mm-hmm. can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I do it? And then I realized the story of the pink pussy mm-hmm. And I was so impressed by how... I think it's the strongest symbol that came out in such a short time with the communication of today that mm-hmm. became so strong and so powerful. Mm-hmm. I started inquiring two days after I started, what can I do, what can I do? Maybe I'm gonna give, give out to all the show, mm-hmm. at the show, all those pussy hats. And I can tell you that producing a thousand and five hundred pink pussy hat in for weeks from scratch, yeah. it's not an obvious thing, even for a knitter, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for a factory. <laughs> But the reaction was so great. I remember the advertisements um, afterwards on Instagram, you had um, so many different people wearing the hats and taking yeah. photos of them with the hats. That must have been yeah. an amazing feeling for you. Yeah, because I, I, I'm happy that I gave the chance to those people mm-hmm. also to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to be part of it and give the opportunity to other people to be together. And I'm happy that all the models and the girls... But, but it all came piece by piece. I don't do rehearsals. Okay. So it came, it grew day by day. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that so many designers join us on the, on the stage. Looking over the 20 years, what has been the biggest change for you? Where have you seen the, the most shift in what your work and your life? Of course, in uh, communication. Today, I spend 35% of the time on communication. It is a, a non-stop uh, job. But those were little things mm-hmm. compared to what you can do today. Mm-hmm. This will change uh, 
the way you're seeing things, the way we are producing, the way we are presenting men and women. Now I'm putting together men and women mm -hmm. because I want to be sure that when women will go on the same path and being on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. and I need to be sure what I'm communicating. Have you ever just wanted to do a, a minimalist, no pattern, no nothing collection? Has that ever been something? Or are you just, your life is color and that's how it is? That's it. My life, my life has always been in color. But when I started my first line as Angela Missoni, mm -hmm. my goal was to exploit yarns. So I started for, for three collections. I was exploiting only solids, mm -hmm. shapes, and stitches, and relief. And little by little, I was adding pattern and pattern and pattern. At, uh, at the end of my, I think, fourth show, mm -hmm. My mom came to me at that when she asked me if I felt ready to do the main line. Mm. And I said, maybe never thought about it. And then she said, what you're doing is what I would like Miss Sonny to be today. Oh, that must have been wonderful to hear. Okay, so now was the time for the five generic fashion questions that I ask all of the people I interview for the podcast. So, what is the most treasured piece of clothing that you own? My children... Uh, Clothes from where they were little. No, me too. What is the one item of clothing that every woman should invest in, spend real good money on? Oh, something you're sure that you can give to the next uh, generation, right? Okay. Like a Missoni. Anything. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is your favorite designer, living or dead? I'm an, of course, uh, I'm an 80s. Uh, girl and of course as much uh, and I cannot and I was so much ad an admirer of Jean-Paul Gaultier mm. and then of course uh, the Japanese and then uh, but and then the, the, the Belgium I was always very much inspired by the very creative and the craziness and so John Galliano I cannot I mean it was a yeah. hero and uh, I might forget sounds, but... Uh, yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. What is the one fashion trend that you will never follow? I'm, I've always been a person uh, looking for something unique mm -hmm. to wear, mm -hmm. which means that uh, this you can see it all in myself in terms of jewel. You will never see me with the jewel that you can recognize. Mm -hmm. I always invented my jewels, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's very hard for me to to say because I will invent myself. So you never follow any trends. Basically, yeah. I never follow any trends. Okay, I will never follow shorts okay. trend. Yes, <laughs> but that goes back to the question, to a story like when my daughter Margarita, she was like to be nine years old. And she was looking at me always when I was getting ready to, getting dressed to go out. Mm -hmm. And one day she was there looking at me with uh, super admiration eyes and said, Mom, you know, everything you, you wear suits you so well. And I said, no, darling, only what's in my wardrobe, <laughs> which is very... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Smart woman, smart woman. Yes. Okay, last question. What do you love most about fashion? I'm a very curious person, and uh, I love uh, I love to see 
new things. I love to see new way of thinking, new way of seeing things. I love to be surprised. Me too. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm really, thank you. Very, very honored. Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry. And GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.